Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, of course, Andy and I had a bit of a chat about uh, various things, including... Plumbers were the names of TV presenters. Um, we also uh, chatted to the Hereford manager uh, because he's taken his team to Wembley in a fairly unorthodox fashion, as uh, you'll discover. And we brought you some uh, Clips of the Week pewter from back in 2007, which was uh, a bit of a time capsule, as you'll discover. So, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And you did me a bit of a turn yesterday because I was watching that sort of moribund fair of England mm. and I didn't realise the cricket had got suddenly really exciting. I'd, yes. I'd given up on it in my typical style. Yeah. And it was a, br- a brilliant finish, really. A colla- it, it takes, the amazing thing about limited over cricket, how long each ball, each over takes. You were able to watch the football in between each delivery. It was the right <laughs> thing to do. In the last over, when it gets down to that, yeah, <laughs> every ball takes about five minutes. I was keeping, I was just telling Sam, who did fine commentary on the England game yesterday, that I did mm. leave him for a while live too. I was going to keep him in touch on the <laughs> on the iPad on the football and watching the cricket. I did say to you, oh, we've scored, by the way, Kane header. Um, <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew they'd do enough. But we're going to, it was interesting. Gareth was, we're going to talk a little, to Mossy about this a little bit later on. Mm. A little bit critical of the team. He thought they sort of took their foot off the gas. Um, I think he's just trying yeah. to keep them on their toes because it's not the, the toughest of qualifying uh, groups, barring Poland. So, well, yeah, I mean, not now. looking at the Lewandowski's out, now. yeah, that <laughs> makes is, a big difference. Um, it does make a huge difference. But you look at our group now in the in the Euros. A tough old group. I mean, the Czech Republic are playing really well. We've got a draw against um, mm. Belgium at the weekend. Well, and we've seen how well Suchek's playing for West Ham. We'll have a chat with uh, Andy Brassel about this a little bit later on. I mean, the grass was poor. It was like a rugby pitch, mm. wasn't it? And uh, England's request yeah. cut it was denied. We could have done with some of that grass in India during the test series. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame dry them, though. I mean, you know, no, the, yeah, the minute just... England asked for the grass to be cut, they're thinking, oh, yeah, what we really need to do when you're ten times better than us is give you an advantage. So what we're doing, mm. we'll put uh, ten men behind the ball and, uh, you know, look like his pampas. I mean, it was they very were, long. He was long, but to be fair to them, their <clears> pressing <throat> in the first half, their yeah. pressing was like leads. I mean, it really was. Mm. And, you know, I did enjoy the ref 
in that challenge when he bumps into the play. Very solid. I thought he could be playing for Albania, really. Yeah. He had quite a sort of <laughs> solid look about him. Um, is that a New England shirt? It's really horrible, isn't it? That mm. broken striper down the side. I don't like that. It's an awful design. You won't for be buying one, sake. No, no, not for me. Not for me. Um, and Cristiano's effort, we'll mm. talk uh, to Andy about that. Mm. Uh, not given. Unbelievable that oh, wasn't yeah. given. You know, anybody that argues against VAR, that's your main argument, isn't it? You've got to have goal line technology. You have to. Roger Hunt was convinced it was over the line. He, he was right, of yeah. course. He rang me up. Yeah, Roy Carroll so. said it wasn't. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't see what all the fuss was exactly, about. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the, the F1 race on at the same time, so it was all sort of going on at the same time. It was quite exciting. But I did, in the end, miss the finish of that race so, because of the cricket and the football. But uh, Lewis Hamilton, they got him in the sun today. He's quoted saying uh, that he was such a close race. If it's going to be like that the whole season, it'll turn his hair grey. Mm. And then they sort of mocked him up. I know. With a sort of a I, I Abel Xavier. Yes, <laughs> it means, it's just a picture of Abelzavia. It was a very odd, uh, really odd setup, wasn't it? A really odd picture. Because you can't imagine what he'd be like with grey hair. No, that's right. So you have to yeah. have a picture of it. But there you go. Um, and also, it's, it's amazing the ignorance actually that goes on. People, people write into newspapers, and I'm surprised a that it gets published, and b that no one sort of says, "Well, this isn't right." Mm. This bloke wrote into the Daily Star. He said, "How come Formula One teams haven't been fined for going abroad and travel restrictions? One rule for one: if you're rich, it's obviously not heard of elite sporting <laughs> travel exemptions." It's amazing, isn't it, really? Well, uh, it's and an not, alternative view, but he's completely wrong, of course, yeah. Not a great result for the under-21s again, and we were mentioning... No, we're going to talk about, about this in a minute, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna, we are going to talk about Eddie Boothroyd, but a fascinating uh, tweet um, has emerged from Glenn Little. This was in t February the 28th, 2014, uh, the, when the appointment was made. He says, FA appoint Eddie Boothroyd as national coach. Ha, 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 ha. Get the youngsters kicking it as far as they can. Hashtag not convinced. He, he oh. had a point, didn't he? And it's well, basically I mean, the way it's he, panned out. You would sense he had a bit of an axe to grind as well. But, well, uh, maybe only he can, did. But... Only he can tell yeah. us that. But <laughs> well, we will have a look true. at the 21s. Something we want to get you involved in this afternoon. We, we have an occasional series where mm. called, I bet, I bet uh, he or she is fun to have a pint with. And uh, it's normally one of these stories that um, you know, Doris Smith from Arbroath has got a collection of over 25,000 thimbles and there's always that fear of being in a pub one day just sitting there reading the paper and uh, she sidles up to you and says, I've got a collection of 25,000 thimbles. You think, oh my god you never drink a pint. She talks you each one individually till you're climbing up the walls and uh, you never drink a pint so quickly and get out of the pub. I must avoid Doris next time I'm in Arbroath. Yes, definitely you drink. if you're having a pint, just make sure she well, doesn't. I might be with Bob, of course. You, <clears throat> you know. could be. Great friend. Mm. The reason I bring this up is it's a beautiful little four-line four story with no explanation in today's sun. All it says is this. XGM TV fitness guru, Mr. Motivator, 68, real name, Derek Evans, says he owns 500 bum bags. <laughs> yes, all that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't, why is that a story? I mean, also, if it is a story, well, surely it should yeah. be a picture spread so we can see all 500 of the bum bags. <laughs> also, why do you need 500? They all perform the same function. Well, if, clearly, it's, you don't need 25,000 thimbles either, do you? But it's become... <laughs> no, so we're just wondering, would you be fun to have a pint with? Do you have something that... I mean, when did something... How does something become a collection? When do you start thinking, at what 
what point when you've got so Mr. Motivator, Derek Evans, real name Derek Evans. At, what, what would you, at which point? How many bum bags did he have? He's good for sixty-eight, isn't he? How many bum bags did he have before he thought this is a collection? So if you've got a collection of something, so you could sidle up to someone in the pub. Bit like Doris or Derek, although of course Doris is made up. Then do let us know. I bet you're fun to have a pint with. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Delighted to say there is more uh, information emerging about uh, Mr. Motivate, the real name Derek Evans' collection of 500 bum bags. Um, first thing we discover is that uh, he does his own range that he sells. Um, yeah, nice. uh, the Mr. Motivator says bum bag range, which is an interesting uh, <laughs> right, way okay. of putting it. But it did strike me that if he, that's included in the 500 and they're just sort of boxed up in his garage, that's not really a collection. That's just unsold stock, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. But no, to be fair to him, um, he owned, he has got a collection of 500. He is he, apparently 400 of them are in Jamaica and 100 are here. And I couldn't have got through <laughs> the day uh, without knowing that <laughs> no. but uh, there we are just some of the things they're saying and it's uh, the springboard really for things maybe collections that point where you thought you know what I've become a collector of this stuff what is it and why and uh, do you bore people senseless talking about it the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh, it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now the odds were stacked against uh, Hereford uh, reaching Wembley in the FA Trophy. They took on uh, the mighty Woking, um, um, mm. but they won. Um, they'd not kicked a ball really since the middle of February, since the season uh, was voided. But so some result for them. They'll take on Hornchurch uh, in the final, and hopefully there'll be some fans there joining us now uh, to tell us more. Uh, Josh Galling, the manager of Hereford. Hi, Josh. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, good. Congratulations. Uh, mm. First off, as yeah. we said, you know that was it was a that's a decent scalp, isn't it? Uh, a, a sort of seasoned, um, sort of top tier non league club like uh, Woking. Yeah, I mean the, the, the worry was because they haven't played for kind of four or five weeks. The worry was because they were playing week in week out. That was kind of you know was it in a bit of a hangover? But now the lads are excellent, professional, and obviously we got the job done. Yeah. 
It's been quite an interesting run, hasn't it? I mean, the fourth round, is that right? an away win with just nine men? Yeah, I oh, know that was a bit of a strange one, yeah. <laughs> so, it takes a bit yeah, of doing. Stanford. Yeah, Stanford away. Yeah, we, um, there's, a bit, there's a few uh, dubious referee decisions in that game. So, But no, um, we work a lot in training and, you know, obviously we don't work on going down to nine men, but... Um, <laughs> Defensively, we're you know we're, we're quite solid and sound, and, and in that game, it kind of um, come to fruition from from our training session. So that was good. But no, um, we worked a lot on on Woking. We worked a lot on getting them kind of in transition um, with our number ten in the pocket, and it worked really well on Saturday. And to be honest, I think we could have won the game a bit more comfortable. Your uh, goalkeeper Brandon Hall did the post match press conference <laughs> in his underpants. I understand. Yeah, it was his birthday, so yeah, it was his birthday too. So yeah, okay. <laughs> he, he, he walked out and I said, "What are you doing?" And he says, "Oh, can I do it in my underpants?" And I was like, "Well, okay." <laughs> well, that went really far. Let you off. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a good spirit there. I was reading a little piece in the build-up to this game at the weekend, saying that you've kind of set up a sort of online war zone for the boys. I mean, a lot of managers don't like the players playing Call of Duty, but I suppose at a time when the guys can't meet up and bond. This was a perfect way to keep a kind of squad culture and togetherness there. Yeah, we have to be a bit innovative. Obviously, you couldn't go paintballing or the you go kind kind of thing. So it was a way, you know, that's what the lads love to do. So it was a way of, you know, getting us all together and, and bonding and doing all that stuff. So, you know, there's a lot to Call of Duty um, for people that play it. You know, there's strategy, communication, organisation. So there's a lot of bits to it. So it was a good way for us to get that out of it and also for the lads to buy So, yeah, no, it was a really good exercise. And, and basically, you're one of the new generation of managers who've grown up playing uh, computer games. I imagine, you know, people I don't like know if Roy Hodgson Rogers sits brought, down for a game Roy of Hodgson. Call of Duty with uh, <laughs> Eze at any point. It does, it does seem unlikely, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah, he's probably still, yeah, it could be. The, it, it's been a tough time for the team, hasn't it? I mean, I, you're saying that a number of boys have had to sort of take on second jobs. And you said a number of them have been out there d- doing deliveries. Um, you know, obviously it's been a, a period to adapt for everybody, but for non-league footballers, nothing coming in. It's been it's been tough. Yeah, I mean the club was a bit hard with the um, the grants. Um, obviously, we're we're grateful that we got grants, but the way the grants were distributed probably were not really fair. Um, you know, we, we were told we were going to get grants based on attendances from last year, and unfortunately for us, we, you know, we didn't get that money. So what had to happen is the lads had to stay pay cuts. Um, which when you sign a contract and then you've got to go to a lad and say, actually, you're going to have to take a pay cut was quite hard to do. Um, but, to, to, you know, credit to the players, obviously some of the lads have never worked, so they've gone out and, and got jobs um, to, to subsidise the lost income. And, you know, but they've been fantastic the, way, the whole way through. Their attitudes have been different class. And we said at the start of the year, it's going to be a weird season this year. And the, the teams that deal with adversity the best will have a special season. And, you know, so far, so good. So, it's, it's, it's you know, it's what dreams are made of. And your next big problem is the final doesn't take place till May and you've got no football, have you? What are you going to do between now and then? <laughs> well, we were in today. Um, so the lads wanted a week off, that's not going to happen. So um, we were in today preparing. Um, we'll probably taper off a couple of weeks and then we'll hit it hard and we'll probably have a mini pre-season, six weeks, um, going into the game. Um, whether or not we'll be able to get friendlies or not, I'm not really sure. But, you know, we'll make sure that the lads are fit and ready to go. And I think the, I think the game, to be honest, will come down to who prepares the best in this eight weeks, um, and I'd like to think we will. So, you know, yeah, I'm I'm confident. You've had teams pull out of fixtures at at the last minute over the last few months, and we saw over the weekend a number of fairly hefty fines handed down by the league to teams from the three divisions. And what what have you made of the the level of fines? 
Um, I find it strange, to be honest. Um, you know, when the voting system come out to decide what we're going to do with the league, um, we had, there was a 28-day period. I don't really know why we needed 28 days to vote on it, to be honest. But what should have happened was they should have said, well, if you don't play games, there's, these are sanctions. Well, that never happened. So what happened was teams, you know, we had a couple of teams that didn't turn up. Um, and for us, it was difficult. I mean, we're just, we're three points outside the playoffs with about five games in hand. Mm. So, you know, we wanted to continue playing. You know, we wanted to respect the process. Um, you know, we, we played until the 28 days was up. But obviously, some clubs felt financially they couldn't do it. Now, that's fine. But then they go and find the clubs financially. Well, the clubs stopped playing because they couldn't yeah. play financially. And <laughs> yeah, then you yeah. go and find the players, so the clubs. So, from, from my point of view, points deduction made sense. Um, you know, Dover's 40 grand fine. I mean, they're not playing because they can't afford to play. So then you go and find them 40 grand. I find that a bit bizarre. Um, I understand the 12 points because they haven't turned up, but as I'm understanding it, you can't start a season with a debt. So I don't understand how they're going to start, you know, the, the the new season coming forward. So it's been a bit bizarre, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. yeah, it's to punish teams in this time is really not really their fault, is it? And finally, we're, we're going to see some fans, as I said. They're having a non-league finals day. They're going to play the Vars in oh, the yeah. trophy. And they're talking about 10,000 fans. I don't 10,000 per game. So, yeah. or, or 10,000 just generally going into Wembley that day. But look, it'd be good to have somebody in Wembley, wouldn't it? To have a bit of atmosphere there. Yeah, we would like to be greedy and, and have 20, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, of course. Last, last time we went in the Vars, I think we took 23,000. Mm. So, you know, it's not a big wow. following. But no, I mean, you know, if you'd have asked the fans um, before the season, they can't come to any games, but the only game they could come to is, is a Wembley final at the end of the season. I think they would probably would have took it. So, um, but no, I mean, just getting fans back in. You know, we had a little period of the season when we had, I think it was a filed in the, the Kidderminster game when we had fans in, and it really focused us and it changed mm. our season. So um, for us, you know, we're delighted and, and hopefully fans can get back in the stadium because I think it will really focus our lads and push us on. So, and I think we're going to do something at the club as well before we allow crowds, you know, put a screen on at the club and get people in, in, in at the, the grounds to, to watch the game as well. Excellent. Good to talk to you, Josh. All the best. Congratulations again. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Clips of the Week. We'll have a uh, fresh batch for you on Thursday, day earlier than usual, because uh, we won't be here Good Friday or uh, indeed Easter Monday because there's a full programme of games in the Football League in the Championship, so we'll be around the grounds. But um, we'll have some fresh clips on Thursday, but these take you back to actually to 2007. Uh, We're calling these Clips of the Week Pewter. They are... As they went out on that day in 2007, they're not curated. We've not brought you the best of them. They are pretty much warts and all from that particular day's clips. So uh, where should we start, Andy? Well, I think we should start with George Galloway taking a call. Carl, welcome. Good morning, George. Good morning to you. 999th call and I'm still a bit nervous. (laughs) You're talking Um, to a huge uh, audience today, Carl. Yeah, right. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he believes him, does he? No. Really? We haven't heard really. these since, so uh, yeah. uh, forgive us. Uh, this is Mike Parry introducing Ian Abrahams. We think. Right. Sorry, uh, Faye. Thanks very much indeed. Let's go on to some sporting headlines with uh, the mouse. The mouse. Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> working on his brummy accent, I think. <laughs> Sticking with the mouse. Here he is on breakfast with Alan Brazil. 
Steve Redgrave, by the way, is going to give the Aussies a pep talk ahead of their next game. Oh, rewind, please. We'll come to the Grand National. Steve Redwood, why? He's in the same way. Stephen Redwood, why? It sounded a bit tired and emotional there, Al. It was one of those mornings, wasn't it? I think it was. Steve Redwood, was it? Is that? Anyway. Oh, dear, brought back memories. Anyway, the sports news now. And some surprise opposition for Manchester United. In football, Manchester United beat Sellafield 2 0. Oh, God. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. yeah. They didn't take the nuclear option. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. what about that? Fantastic, yeah. Um, what's it's, next? It's Ian Danter sitting in alongside Mike Parry now, and this truly is Mr. Parry in a nutshell. People are suggesting you're absolutely right and that you, I, they I should am. go further and I ban am. Easter eggs totally. I totally agree with those who agree with me. Of course you do, yes. <laughs> we should ban Easter eggs totally. That's uh, the dance had got sucked into the parry vortex that day That's when he ridiculous. wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, anyway, back to Big Alan, who seemed to be taking the 50-cent approach to racehorse ownership. One thing I will say, look, I love my horses. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I've got five in the club. In the club? Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure he said that, but never mind. <laughs> Returning to Mr. Barry again, who probably won't be taking over from Tim Vickery as our South American correspondent anytime soon. Tell me what you said uh, Pele's real name was again. His real name was Estudes... <laughs> As no. Nante di Ricordo Palazzo, which yeah, translates right to the Palais. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's so wrong. It's unbelievable. Don't think he got any aspect of it right. <laughs> None of it. <laughs> uh, did he call him a Studientes at one point? Anyway, here's uh, George Galloway but once again. Ed's in the yes, that's Still. true. Anyway, uh, George Galloway seemingly turning into a Dalek. Now, John in Glasgow has been waiting a long time. I apologise, John. Welcome to the news welcome to the news yeah it was a bit it was a bit indeed yeah <laughs> he's a great Mr. Mr Barry now giving the Chelsea owner an unnecessarily Irish twang no they don't know because it's a one man club it's, 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 it's owned by Mr Obramovich hmm. and Oh, <laughs> Bramovich. Mr. Oh, yeah. Bramovich. Cheltenham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he has a great time, Mr. Obramovich. Uh, this is our much loved former cricket correspondent, Jack Bannister, chatting to Alan Brazil, who is just so radio, even when he talks cricket. But long last, I think it's coming to life, and this game will be one of the better ones. What about uh, running order, Jack? Change in running order for England? Oh, it's just the running order. Getting very radio, isn't he, Alan? Yeah. Running order. Um, Dance has been in touch. He said oh, yeah. he remembers, he recalls that day. He says, Mike Parry's suggestion was that we should, instead of giving them Easter eggs, give them Easter lettuce. Yeah. Imagine all the kids <laughs> yeah. up in arms yeah. marching on Mike Parry's house with lit torches. Easter lettuce instead of he Easter He looks eggs. like a man who's been eating a lot of Easter lettuce, doesn't he, over the years? <laughs> he certainly Why does. Anyway, what's next? It's uh, sticking with Alan alongside Mr. Parry, once again proving he's king of the accents. It's all very well, Mick McCarthy saying, oh, yeah, we could have had a penalty at 2 1. Do the Yorkshire Irish accent. 2 1, and me too. You know, and, uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's basically what he was saying, isn't it? It's like he's in the room, isn't it? It's just like Dance is doing <laughs> okay. it. Dance will be back with his, <laughs> his impersonation. <laughs> and finally, sure. Mr Parry alongside Andy Townsend, who were coming live from the London Marathon to cheer on Drive presenter Rodney Marsh, who was taking part. 
Here comes well. a sunflower, Andy. A sunflower? And, and he's got the name, Andy. Yes, Rodders! 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 <laughs> Rodders has gone through! Has he gone Rodders through? Rodders has gone through. We just spotted him. Is he behind the sunflower? He's I can got... see him. Yes, that's right. Oh, there yes, I can see there him. He there he is. There he is. Rodders! Yes. Rodders! Rodders, I'm having a pint of lager, mate. How are you? He's looking are for you, Are you dehydrated? Mike. Are you feeling dehydrated? Rodders! He's Rodders. looking for you. There Rodders. he is. Rodders! Give me Rodders! Rodders! Rodders, we're here. Why don't you change your shirt, Rodders? It's soaking wet. You shouldn't be walking around in a shirt like that. You'll get your death of cold. <laughs> Occupational hazards as well. My nipples are bleeding and everything. Your nipples, his nipples are bleeding, folks. <laughs> Dan. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm having a pint of beer. I think more than yeah, one, I'd I think, suggest. Possibly. That was quite... Oh, goodness. So there we are. There was... That was what talk sport was like in 2007. It's radio We've come a long way. It? Well, maybe we haven't. I don't know. <laughs> there we are. Um, and we'll bring you some more clips of the um, midweek pewter uh, when we return after Easter. But as we said, a fresh batch on Thursday. A lot of that is down to you. If you hear a clip on talk sport over the next few days, well, even by Thursday, of course, uh, this week, talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to TSHNJ. That's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. Just need a day and a time when you uh, heard it. And uh, if it's played, you'll get a credit. Uh, Sir Jeff Hurst is in the news, Andy. And if you've seen this, oh, yeah. he's uh, apparently selling a couple of number plates. He was in the Sunday Times recently. And he <laughs> yeah. has two number plates that he's looking for just under six grand for the pair. Oh, yeah. One of them is WC sixty six ENG. Now that that would have, oh, that it. would be quite that is, that is pretty good, isn't it? Quite a universal yeah, one. It's good, yeah, yeah. The other one um, is GH sixty six CUP, and that does feel quite specific, really. <laughs> Unless you are out there with the initials uh, <laughs> yeah. GH, and you've got a fond memory of the sixty six World Cup final, <laughs> I would guess. I that's, would guess there aren't that many be people. A no, that's right. But just Talking six, of, just six grand for the pair, Andy, if you're interested. Very good, isn't it? Talking of cars and footballers, that story about Pogba this morning just leaving his Bentley where it was for months. On the Rolls Royce, wasn't it? Three hundred grand limited edition Rolls Royce. <laughs> It's such a footballer's thing to do, isn't it? It's yeah. incredible, really. Those sort of things can slip your mind, though, can't they, obviously? Oh, yes. We've been on so. Paul Gascoigne watch. He's doing uh, the Italian yes, Army Celebrity. That, yeah. uh, unfortunately, he uh, injured his shoulder. They think he may have dislocated. He had to leave the camp for a bit of medical treatment. Mm. But he wants to come back, being the uh, trooper that he is. He's very much enjoying himself in there. So, uh, although maybe there is an option to walk away... I think They're loving want... him, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. He's, going, he's going down a storm. They, they you know... He's, he's kind of got enough Italian to make himself understood, but he's been very popular in the camp. And it sounds like, you know, we're all worried for Gazza no situations, but it sounds like he's enjoying himself and it's been good for him. So, yeah, he uh, sounds in quite a good, good place, news. which is nice to yeah. hear as well. No Crofts, Andy, this year, the breaking news of the I weekend. know, gutted, yeah. Feel absolutely. for Peter Purvis, of course. I know you're a big Crofts yes. fan, but... Um, I am a massive Crofts fan. You can't have virtual Crofts. You can't have somebody running around their garden, can you, with the old dog on a lead? You can't do it from <laughs> a distance. Really. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, I'll be back with Max Rushton tomorrow. Andy will join us, of course, on Thursday. We'll be back in the studio. We'll have a birthday spread for you this week as well. Uh, if you can join us at one tomorrow, then great. If not, the podcast will be available, as always, at around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 